0: Welcome, dear listeners, to Level Up, the podcast that takes you on an exciting journey through the world of personal growth and self-improvement. I'm your host, Dr. Leland, and together we'll explore the strategies, stories, and insights that will help you unlock your full potential, whether you're striving for success in your career, looking to enhance your relationships, or simply seeking a more fulfilling life. Level Up! is your passport to transformation. Each episode will deep dive into a wide range of topics from mastering the art of productivity to the science of happiness and from building resilience to unleashing your creativity. Our guests are experts, thought leaders, and real-life achievers who will share their wisdom and experiences to guide you on your path to personal growth. But... Level Up isn't about theory, it's about practicality. We'll provide you with actionable advice and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your life right away. Our goal is to empower you to take meaningful steps towards your dreams and aspirations. So, if you're ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment, then buckle up because you're about to level up your life. Stay tuned for inspiring conversations, powerful insights, and a dose of motivation in each and every episode of... (gasps) Level Up. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with us on social media to join our vibrant community of fellow travelers on this incredible journey. Let's get started on this adventure of personal growth and transformation. Welcome to Level Up. Welcome to Level Up Academy Podcast, where we explore a diverse set of skills that can be applied across various industries and professions. Each episode, will deep dive into the world of transferable skills, discussing topics like communication, problem solving, critical thinking, and more. Join us as we speak with experts in different fields and share stories of individuals who have successfully transferred their skills from one industry to another. Whether you're a recent grad, a mid-career professional, or someone looking to make a career change, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's discover how you can leverage your existing skills to excel in any industry. Welcome to Level Up Academy podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Oh, sorry. I was still dancing on my music. I was just uh, dancing on Selena Gomez. I was like, Ooh, today was like a... It was a really good morning, by the way, it was like at 6am. And I was on LinkedIn, I'm having issues with LinkedIn, um, messaging, like messages I can't find or whatever. And I was like panicking. And um, when I was on LinkedIn, I usually don't go in that early. But I saw Lachelle, America's Supermom was on live. And I'm like, Oh, interesting conversation. I'm sure. So I went there while I was brushing my teeth making breakfast for my daughter for going to school. And that, that really got me going and um, thinking about life and and what I'm preaching. Am I, and also, I got to think about what Paul said yesterday. It's easy to, to give advice to people. But when you're taking your own advice, it's very hard. And you're like, why are you not moving? Why are you not listening? And you're thinking yeah because it's hard i mean you can't even do it on your own right so i've been trying to apply why I, what i tell people and what i tell my students and what i tell my daughters and um started this morning and i love it it was like 6 something in my morning at a uh, pacific standard time i have a special guest today i know i say special guest but seriously uh the more i, I know this person we've been connected for a, a good maybe 2 months and I actually got to know him a little bit more and what he does. And I wish that my (laughs) mental capacity could grasp what he does. And it's very exciting. It actually inspired me to be more outdoors yesterday. Like you have no idea what people can say to you that influence you and ignite that fire in your belly and This guest of mine did that yesterday. He doesn't even know it. I haven't told him yet. I haven't talked to him since yesterday, so I'll definitely will tell him. Um, I have a couple of things I wanted to also um, show. I had a couple of messages from new contacts that I have. Thank you so much for sending your connection. I'm always open to connection and also coffee chat. But I wanted to actually... um, address, a lot of people are like, Okay, well, what do you do exactly? And who are you exactly? I want to get to know you. So for those of you who are my new connections, um, I'm going to go over a little bit about what I do outside of being a professor. And this is something that I'm super passionate about. So I have a podcast level up Academy or level up for higher education edition. And people are like, Well, I'm not in higher ed. How can I be in your podcast? listen, it started at level up higher education because I was a dean of a university. And most of my, uh, probably the first 10 interviews is usually my students and my faculty. Uh, After that, I have SEO, I have authors, I have travelers, I have coaches, I have hypnotists from yesterday. I love Stephanie, I hope you guys will be team replay. But literally, when I shifted my thought on what can I do to level up everybody, right, in the world. And that's a big claim. Leveling up the world is a huge claim. There's like seven point something billion people, right? I'm never going to catch all of them. But I'm trying to catch the ones who are wanting to level up themselves. You cannot make people change. You cannot do anything to people you can't control. They control themselves. However, for those of you who wants to level up, Please be on my boat. Help other people. Let's connect. Let's create a positive community that you're always moving forward. So that is my podcast. It is actually separate from LinkedIn, and I'll talk that a little bit. Uh, this is the map that I'm that I'm in right now, and obviously China's in there somewhere. Uh, they're not letting anybody in in China, so you see. So that these are we have 193 nations and countries. And I'm on 63. So I have a long ways to go. Thank you so much for those of you who are listening to this. And you're probably wondering, well, what does the live LinkedIn do for me? If you're a business owner, if I'm highlighting you, what it does is I can pick and choose if I want your audio to actually. So LinkedIn, I only have like, what, 3,000 networks, right? So the live will be seen by 3,000 networks here in LinkedIn. But it depends on if you share our information how um, value, valuable your information are sharing, I extrapolate that audio and then I submit it to all of these 63 nations and countries who are listening to us. So that's how it works. Um, I also put your and highlight your information on my website. That's luabyleland.com And I also have my distribution channel, um, YouTube. This is my guest today. <laughs> okay. And then, obviously, um, I am featured on LA Weekly, so that's another readership that people have, um, that people are listening to. And then, of course, my magazine for shout out DFW. There's also readership there. I am on BabyBoomer.org, which is another distribution channel. Um, that is all of my podcast also goes there automatically. Um, and then, of course, FeedSpot. I'm also on FeedSpot. And on top of all of what I just mentioned to you, all of the audio that I will submit, if I pick and choose your audio to go out to the world, um, it will go through all of these. So, Apple Podcasts, Google, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeart, Deezer, RSS, Listen Notes, Podcast Index, Samsung, Amazon Music, and obviously Spotify. So you're wondering, like, where am I going to go with all of my information? This is going to all of these and all of these on the left hand side. And you're like, well, what does it matter? It's not about a popularity contest. It's about your content. If you have such a good content, but no one hears it, if it's in the cave, right? It doesn't matter how wonderful you are and how good you are if we don't shout out to the world. So that's what I'm doing. I am highlighting establishing myself so I can highlight you so that more people can know about you and your purpose. Okay. And that is actually good for your SEO. If you're uh, in marketing, because all the backlinks, all the names that are mentioned to you, then it goes to Google and you'll know you'll be the popular person. That's what I'm trying to like push you out there in the world. Um, And I forgot. I am also on speaker hub. So that's where my podcast is going. And um, I will go ahead and stop this information. And then we'll move on to, to of course, uh, an affirmation for 40 affirmation really quickly to start us off. Okay. Let me go ahead and present another share screen with you. And I want to just read it because it's kind of small. The first one is, I am in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Okay, by Louis Tay. Conscious breathing is my anchor. Thich Nhat Hanh. You are loved just for being who you are, just for existing. Ram Dass. The chance to love and be loved exists no matter where you are. Oprah. Courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen. Brene Brown. Make way for the unprecedented and watch your reality rearrange itself. Yursa delay Ward, open your heart and drink in this glorious day, Heather Havralinsky. Am I good enough? Yes, I am, Michelle Obama. The perfect moment is this one. John Kabat Zinn. I am deliberate and afraid of nothing. Audrey Lord, your life is about to be incredible. Tim Story, who you are inside is what helps you make and do everything in life. Mr. Rogers, your perspective is unique. It's important and it counts. Glenn Close, every day above earth is a good day. Yes, amen to that one. Ernest Hemingway, nothing can dim the light that shines from within. Maya Angelou. You must do things you think you cannot do. Eleanor Roosevelt. The secret of attraction is to love yourself. Deepak Chopra. Good riddance to decisions that don't support self-care, self-value, and self-worth. Oprah. I am the greatest. I said that even before I knew I was. Muhammad Ali. I say looking at the bright side of life never killed anybody. Jenny Han. I'm better at than I used to be, better than I was yesterday, but hopefully not as good as I will be tomorrow. Marianne Williamson. I have never, ever focused on the negative of things. I always look at the positive. Sonia Sotomayor. I'm giving you permission to root for yourself, and while you're at it, root for those around you too. Amen to that one. Mindy Kaling. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Martin Luther King. Jr. Your life is already a miracle of chance waiting for you to shape its destiny. Toni Morrison. If you really think small, your world will be small. If you think big, your world will be big. Paolo Coachello. Embrace the glorious mess that you are. Elizabeth Gilbert. The ultimate fruit of who you are is not I am this or I am that, but I am. Eckhart Toll, Gratitude is a celebration we are all invited to. Cleo, We must be willing to let go of the life we planned so that as to have the life that it is waiting for us. Joseph Campbell. Nothing is impossible. The world itself says, I'm possible. Audrey Hepburn. I love that quote. The only courage you ever need is the courage to fulfill the dreams of your own life. Another one from Oprah. Failure is just another way to learn how to do something right. Marianne Wright Edelman. The emotion that can break your heart is sometimes the very one that heals it. Nicholas Sparks. Your crown has been brought and paid for. Put it on your head and wear it. Maya Angelou. Everything passes if you learn to hold things lightly. Another Oprah. Write it on your heart that every day is the best day in the year. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Hold up your head. You are not made for failure. You were made for victory. Anne Gilchrist. If you have good thoughts, they will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely. Roald Dahl. And the very last one, William Shakespeare. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Ooh, That was a lot, right? I know 40. Holy moly. So without further ado, I'm going to. Let me find my drum roll. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was good. one. We need a Simba. Oh, oh, I don't have that one. Michael, how are you
1: moving around with all those quotes? It's great to be here. I have two quotes for you to start the show. Two quotes. Yes. Two of my own quotes. The first one Is from Paramahansa Yogananda, the first yogi in the West. I memorized this about 20 some odd years ago. Since you are responsible for your own thoughts, only you can change them. You will want to change them once you realize that each thought creates according to its own nature. Remember, the law works at all times, and you are demonstrating according to the kind of thoughts. That you habitually entertain. Therefore, start now to think only those thoughts that will bring you peace and happiness. So, Paramahansa Yogananda, the first yoga yogi in the West. The second one's from one of my favorite authors, John Muir, the the most loquacious writer, uh, full of words, and he just he goes on. But I love him. Uh, The late John Muir, climb the mountains and get their good tidings. Nature's peace will flow into you as sunshine flows into trees. The winds will blow their own freshness into you and the storms their energy, while cares will drop off like autumn leaves. John Muir. And with that, here I am. It's great to be here. Uh, excited about. It. Thanks for this opportunity. It's what that's just. That was backstage. Just doing all types of dances. I was doing. <laughs> You're jumping. like
0: dancing. You're like dancing yeah. too.
1: <laughs> I, there's a lot of those. Uh, Ooh, lot of I was those, wondering. You know, nice and those you know, different authors, and and uh, just some pronounced people, uh, either that are live today or that uh, just really made made a difference right? By standing up and getting their voice out there and and uh, living from their, their passions and not being afraid to, to step out there in the world. So many of those authors uh, you mentioned um, are, yeah, just great, great stuff. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, I needed that. I needed all of it. And, you know, literally yeah. it's early. And I think Timothy might be here too. My brother from Australia, right? <laughs> oh, I she actually posted this early morning a bunch of quotes as well about being in the past. And I I actually was moved by that. I'm like, hey, you know what? I will highlight that, definitely. Because I think sometimes when we're on the slump, this week has been a crazy week for me so far. I can't believe it's already Thursday. I'm like, wait, I need grading. I have to do grading really quickly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm up really late lately and trying to process my own thoughts and trying to see, okay, CJ, are you grounded? Are you okay? Like, I'm literally asking myself that. And so those quotes kind of keep me grounded and said, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be happy. Stop controlling it. And just go with the flow. Like, seriously, I tell everyone, go to the flow. But I, I want to know about you. And we have a lot of connections together, right? But we know little bits and pieces. And hopefully, we can get to know Michael Gale today. So let's start with who is Michael Gale and go back 20 years of your life and how you got here you. today, sir.
1: 20 years of my life. Okay. 20 years. 20 years. I'm 47, 37, 27. Okay. I was still in the Marines. All right. Uh, I'll go back. How about we just go back 30 years? Yeah, sure. Like <laughs> 30. I'll make it quick. So I, I signed up that for the Marine Corps my senior year of high school, delayed entry. So that uh, September, uh, it was 1993. Uh, I was at Cherry Street in Philadelphia at MEPS and went through all the different physical and you had to do a certain amount of pull-ups, certain amount of this. And you took the, what's called an ASVAB test uh, to see if you can even qualify for the Marines. <laughs> I mean, they, the ASVABs have to be the highest in the Marine Corps and the, the Air Force. So it's like, okay, well, did well with that, did well, that pull-ups, no, no problem. Everything else that they tested out from a physical. So I made that decision. Uh, to, to go into the Marine Corps, and that was like the single the, at that time in my life, the single best decision that I that I made. Uh, went to boot camp my right after graduation, uh, August, uh, late August of uh, two thousand, jeez, two thousand nineteen ninety four, and uh, Paris Island, South Carolina, and it was in Paris Island uh, during basic warrior training at third phase. Uh, a third month of training where they have uh, simulated war <laughs> where I was uh, climbing down this 60 foot water tower. So repelling. And I just zip down the water tower is no big deal. Easy peasy. Right. Like I did it before as a kid. And I got down at the bottom and my there's four drill instructors we had. And the, the hard drill instructor, which is his life uh, job is to make our life a living hell. Uh, okay. I said, you know, sir, this recruit requests permission to do it again. I mean, I was giddy. I was pumped. Now, mind you, there's other people that were doing it that were scared. <laughs> they're like, they're hesitant to go off backwards from this 60-foot water tower. But I was pumped. And I asked, yeah, I said, this recruit requests permission to do it again. And he's like, Gail, get back in line. <laughs> he's like, get back in line. So my point and why I mentioned the story early on is that even the most serious situations uh, and the most serious people that I've run into the people with the most training, you know, whether other Marines or uh, Navy SEALs or force recon Marines and green berets, et cetera, boxers, pro boxers, uh, they involve humor into their everyday because the most serious people I've found, the most intense people tend to be, the most calm people under most circumstances. Now I'm excitable, I'm passionate. Yeah, but for the most part, I go, I go outside, I'm calm. I just observe, I take it in, I appreciate. I'm like, this is great, life is good. I'm so thankful. Uh, and at that moment, I got down, like I said, I got down to the bottom and uh, I got yelled at because I was so excited and that was so against what the Marines, they wanted me to be like, okay, you get down and you go and do this. But I, I dared to, to, to break that mold. I dared to do something a little bit different. Which just says that even in the most fearful or scary situations, if we involve humor, if we, we're open to uh, just being kind to ourselves and just enjoying the ride, uh, there's just so, so much more to explore in life. So that, that one instance uh, in the Marines, which then carried on to my civilian life. I worked for uh, the the Ritz-Carlton, the Four Seasons Hotel. And the Ritz-Carlton in particular, as as a waiter, really shaped my life because it's polishing school, right? I I went to work in a tuxedo. I mean, the tuxedo was ready for me. I picked it up. (laughs) I just knew, all press tuxedo.
0: All
1: you do is push my, you know, but it was like this idea, right? And five interviews to get in there but we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. I'm like, how cool is that to be part of that whole deal? There's there's people of, you know, celebrities that come in, but the idea is that we come in to, to work every day to give the best of ourselves excellence because we care, because we're passionate, because we want to give the best experience each and every time. So that changes, that gets better as we grow. I'm like, how cool is it? To be part of a group of people at the Ritz Carlton Hotel in that environment to foster that sort of deal. And you now the training was was intense. Uh, like I said, it yeah. was a polished but I loved yeah. it. It's- in that, like the Marine Corps, it stuck with me. So you have like your yin and yang, right? You got that hardcore, this Marines, rah, and then you have the Ritz-Carlton, which softens me up a little bit. Okay, this is how you set up a banquet.
0: Like, hello, madam, and would you like your right. champagne today?
1: Well, <laughs> no, it, it was good. it's authentic, though. You know, I I I messed around early on. I was doing banquets, and I was, there's some of the
0: stuff, <laughs> And I didn't
1: know everything on there. This goat cheese, this, and it's all nice <sighs> and stuff, and. And and I, I I that first month or so I played around a little bit. I said, uh, you know, good evening, mom. You know, <laughs> so <Wow>.
0: you know <laughs> would you know, like your shirt to uh, tonight?
1: <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. And I was just having um, fun, you know, respectful. And and then I, that stopped. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do that anymore. Just have fun with your job, but don't don't uh, you know, don't go get don't too go
0: off too much, right? Yeah.
1: So it was the Marines and the Ritz-Carlton, and then, you know, I, I was, uh, went to uh, school. I started out at community college and uh, focused on science, got involved with student government, had uh, uh, the volunteers, so we went out and, and uh, cleaned the, the area parks up and uh, community service uh, chair. Uh, so that was just a great, great opportunity. And then I went on, uh, graduated there and went to a four-year school, focused uh, in on biology changed the kinesiology and then before, had an intern set up with the philadelphia eagles football team i was headed in that direction and then uh made a decision to to move to minnesota so at that point point, it was a, a phone call that i got i was going to be a dad and i said okay well, let's uh let's move to minnesota uh and transfer to the Uni- university of minnesota major kinesiology and uh decided that i wanted to work for the minnesota vikings like, I had no connections with the Minnesota Vikings. So, like, I just decided. So, I connected with a, a classmate of mine, and he said, Yeah, my name is so, I sports psych. He said, My name is so and so. I work for the Vikings. I'm like, You got to be kidding me. So, after class, I walked to his physics class, and I talked to him for four times, and like, yeah, I just want an opportunity to get up there and prove myself. I've had all this experience and personal training. This is back, you know, 20 years ago or so. And uh, he said, Yeah, we'll give you an opportunity. It's, he said, It's, uh, This is the the strength coach talked to him and blah, blah, blah. And so I talked to him, worked, got on board with the Vikes at $7 an hour. So I worked when uh, uh, some of the Corey Stringer, I believe uh, he had an incident. that was that that was the summer camp after I worked for them. Uh, He uh, collapsed on the field. And to make a long story short, I'm watching these guys on TV. I'm like, yeah, I'm working with these guys. Cool. And then uh, I worked for a place called the Marsh which is a, a phenomenal f- facility. It's not around anymore in, in Minnesota. It's kind of the East meets West Tai Chi Qigong uh, meets, uh, you know, personal training and, and, uh, physical therapy. So the, the long and the skinny is I got all these opportunities for these high, interesting places, right. Hard to get into, uh, which just gave, gave me tons of experience. And I took that experience, went in, started my studio for 10 years, and then four years in, got an opportunity to lead venture trips uh, around the world. And that continued for, uh, for about four and a half years. Uh, so it's like one opportunity after the other, after the other, after the other, and I just went after it fearlessly. Yes, I was, it had certainly goosebumps or uh, there, there was some fear there, but it didn't stop me. And, you know, all that experience where it comes out to today at 47 years old, it's I have a company called M Gale Outdoor Adventures and Michael and Gale Outdoor Adventures. And the whole gist of it, the purpose of the company uh, is to uh, encourage people to join forces with the outdoors at some capacity for life. So to get outdoors and move uh, whether it's they're their skiing, they're their hiking, they're climbing, they're boating, whatever they want to do that excites them, but get outdoors and to, to fall in love with fitness, some sort of fitness. If, any movement, anything where you're moving, you <laughs> So because I've had these experiences, I've traveled a good part of the world. I've seen polar bears up close. I, I've uh, sailed to Antarctica. I just have a different viewpoint on what can what's what's possible, Right. As far as travel, as far as adventure, uh, as as far as what the body can do. I mean, people say, well, as I get older, (laughs) I get weaker. I'm getting, you know, waking up and I'm old. Stop telling yourself you're old. Stop saying that. Start investing. Make the decision here today to focus in on your health that you're going to get younger. You're going to get younger because you've made yourself a priority. This is number one. You make yourself number one, there, there's no limit to the things that you can do. Like at 47 years old, I have the energy of a 25-year-old. How cool is that?
0: Very cool, I think. Wait, is this your website, right? This, this is the website?
1: Yeah, so it's outdoor, O-U-T-D-O-O-R, adventures.com. So again, that the gist is really to get people to fall in love with fitness and the outdoors for life via outdoor, you know, fitness, uh, you know, climbing, going actually on trips, me helping to lead trips or leading trips, just just me, uh, Pilates, uh, martial arts, potentially can can throw in martial arts into it if they like martial arts, uh, personal training, so weight I like IT, IT, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, can we talk about Pilates, right? Because you had a class on Monday and you told me you're going to have another class in, in, in a month. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, when they don't know something, they get really stressed out and said, nah, it's not for me. Right. They decide in themselves without trying sometimes that it's not for them. So how does practicing Pilates affect physical health and how does that impact any anybody with like anxiety or just getting out there or just getting to know, like, what is Pilates exactly?
1: Yeah. So Pilates is a system like yoga. It's, it's, there's different from yoga, but it's based one of the pillars that that the fundamental um, things that led to, to Pilates, one yoga, another one is gymnastics. Uh, Another is boxing. So the guy that started in 1920s, Joseph Pilates is a boxer. And the other one is trapeze. So if you think of the person that uh, that's swinging back and forth in the circus, The guy that catches people, that's the trapeze. So all involve fluidity, all involve uh, just a tremendous amount of core strength, a tremendous amount of fitness, a tremendous amount of focus, laser focus. Think of boxers. They're not brawlers. They're, (laughs) I know because I trained in it, you know, boxers are about, you know, technique and about fluidity and about being able to move, you know, strike and move. Uh, Gymnasts are about flowing. They're circling up and down. It's about form. You know, and about the land, everything is so precise and focused. Just think about the focus of a gymnast, trapeze. I mean, they have to be focused. They have to have timing. There has to be fluidity. Uh, You know, yoga. Yoga is a very flowing movement, depending on what type of yoga it is. Uh, It's been around for thousands and thousands of years. So, what is Pilates? You know, Pilates is as a system, uh, uh, a movement that lengthens, strengthens, tones will help you to focus in on that. Here's the main takeaway of Pilates. It helps to become, make you aware of your patterning, your your actual movement pattern. Everybody has a certain movement pattern. Most of us don't realize we have it. And you say, well, why do I even care about my movement pattern? Because there's certain things. It could be that your hip that's been bugging you for years and then it goes away and then it starts bugging you again. It could be a knee. It could be lower back. It could be neck and shoulders. When you start having literal pain points, and things that have been there and then haven't gone away and then you run into something like pilates that can actually help you fix that and then to create a new pattern or uh, that, that is right for you that one's up or two's up three's up 500% your movement well that that puts you in a category now where you can you can take that the gist of that your movement pattern And then bring that into any other movement that you choose to do for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter if you do yoga, you do Tai Chi, Qigong, if you do martial arts, if you do rock climbing, uh, whatever it is that excites you, cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, uh, you have this ingrained, this trained pattern of feel. You just know what is correct and it isn't correct. So for example, say I was climbing up a mountain, the 14,000 foot mountain. And I got to a certain, I'm at 13,000 feet and there's some loose rock and I'm stepping on from one rock to the other. And this one rock just slips out and rather than fall and fall flat on my face, my training in Pilates, is based on proprioception or feel. I'm able to catch myself and save myself from destroying my shoulders, destroying my neck, falling back and getting knocked out. So it's like you think of a cat that falls from, you know, uh, 10 feet up or 15 feet yeah. or a couple of stories, they land on their feet. It's not going to guarantee you're going to land on your feet. But it's going to give you a, a heightened sense of awareness that otherwise you wouldn't have at proprioception. So in other words, if you were blindfolded and you walked around the neighborhood blindfolded, that, that's proprioception. It's it's, a, it's another uh, form of vision. So when I was in tracking training, I'm, I'm a, a tracker and survivalist through Tom Brown, which is an a Apache-inspired uh, Native so Native American uh, program. And I went through this one course where they actually, I was in a breech cloth. So just like a little cloth covering my goods. And I was fully- yeah, talented. Right. No, this is in Jersey, in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey with Tom Brown. Okay. So if you look up Tom Brown, T O M B O R B R O W N, like Charlie Brown, Jr., uh, you'll see. But the guy is the guy is amazing. Uh, he trains a lot of special forces; like they go to him for additional training. It's 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 amazing. So to make the long story short, I put swamp mud all over my body. I had this little tiny breechcloth on. I had leaves that were stuck to my face. I had white ash from the campfire to lighten up my face because we were in you know it was sand. I had to blend in with the sand and perfectly blend in with that surrounding. So they had us all lined up. There's like 120 of us at nighttime and there's a little fire trail and we're facing the woods. And they said, here's the deal. There's a, there's a couple instructions. instructions. Uh, do not crash through the woods because you will get hurt. And I'll explain what crash means in a little bit. And they said, uh, you know, just take your time and listen to the drum beat and that was it. This was like, there's no, there's no rush. There's no, <laughs> there's no destination. Just, just let us out. Okay. Are you ready? So I'm blind, completely blindfolded facing the woods and go first drum beat. boom. <laughs> I went off. And the first thing I thought about was the Pilates training. So I wow. went in the docks and my knees were bent and they were right above my hands are right above my knees. And I hit the, Heel my, my right foot, and I turned to the outside of the foot, then the inside of the foot, and then I transferred the weight, uh, put all that weight on that right foot, and then transferred it over to the left. So lifted that left foot up and did the same thing. heel outside, inside. So I, I came upon uh, all types of sticker bushes. I had to go around. There was branches coming over top. I had to come down and up and around and to clear them versus trying to go through them and break the branches. Uh, There were logs on the ground I had to step up over. So I I would do it nice and quietly, softly. I'd hit a log with my toe and I'd back up a little bit and then place the foot down and then try it again, lift up that foot over the log. So this is You're
0: blindfolded, right?
1: Yeah. In, in In dense woods, when there's 120 other people that are listening to a drum beat that was initially, it was once every 30 seconds and it was once every minute, once every minute and a half once every two minutes. So there's a point to the story, right? But this is like special op like training. Uh, They call it special op training, but (sighs) the fact of the matter is the skills that you get from this uh, are very helpful skills to have. And the essence is, is that we, I was out there for an hour and a half and I just listened to Tom Brown, what he said. And I stepped out, didn't know I stepped out of the woods, but I heard crackling. I'm like, okay, well, it, it sounds like there's a fire going here. And someone placed their hand on my shoulder. They said, sit down. So I sat down, cross-legged, facing the fire and I said, take your blindfold off. So I Took my blindfold off. There was a couple people there, and that was it. And I was like, What would happen to the other people? <laughs> Where the heck what they
0: happened at? To the Red 120? Yeah, I listened, and all
1: you heard is this loud crashing like, there's like branches being broken, and there's people uh, tripping, calling, and, and
0: ow, like that would everyone- be me. I, I'm looking at Mike, he's like, That's one giant cat, and I was laughing my butt off in here. I'm like. Imagine me, Mike, Johanna, Raquel, Samantha on blindfolded. I don't know which one of us would survive. We'd be like, Michael, wait for us. Let's just hold hands. Don't leave me. Yeah, that would be so amazing.
1: I got there and I'm like, where's everyone else at? And then, you know, you're listening listening in and it's like, okay, well, these people didn't listen. They're trying to compete. They're trying to be the first place and to get someplace. And there wasn't even a place to get to. I didn't know there was a destination. So there's a couple points that, you know, to make in that story. First off, when I was my blindfolded, there's a few things that I was thinking of. First off, lower my center of gravity. I learned that from wrestling, jujitsu, right? Lower center of gravity is, is almost always better, especially for a big guy myself. You can flip pretty easily, no matter how big you are, if your center of gravity is up. Second, I focused in on my breathing. So Pilates breathing, breathing laterally through the sides and back of the ribcage that helped to relax me. So I didn't focus on on the anxiety or what if this, or what if that? I quieted all that internal dialogue and just focused on the present, where I was. Anything that came in, oh, well, you can't, know. It's no, I can't do it. It's focusing a streamline, like walking a tightrope over Niagara Falls. It was focused in on where I was at at a particular time. So it was meditation at at, at the, the extreme. And the other, the other thing I was focused on is a third eye. Now I I never really worked on third eye before and I'm like, okay, this, this, this seems kind of hokey. But in that moment, I felt like a presence right in the middle of my forehead now it's nighttime. And I was blindfolded. So I'm trying to get some sense uh, of, of where to go. And the only thing I have is the feeling of my feet against the ground and of course, if there's a branch coming across my face, I could duck and go around it. But it was like uh, it gave me a sense between my eyes here of where to go directionally with sound, but also in relation to other people that were around me. I had a heightened sense. So I just listened into that. Now, I've never did that before, but I, I found that that worked for me. And the long and skinny is, uh, got out of the woods, set the campfire. There's five people. I was one of five that made it to the campfire. And this was an advanced level course. So Pilates, the whole idea of being able to feel yourself, blindfold it, again, without eyesight, is a type of the visual system. Yeah. And it's something that Pilates teaches. So you learn without a mirror. You don't have to be in a mirror and know good form. You know, you learn good form by feel. By feel, you know whether it's correct or not. Therefore, if you're in a situation uh to where it's potentially dangerous, you're climbing a mountain, say you're 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 skiing, you're doing anything activity wise, your body's gonna tell you whether or not it's safe to continue, when to stop, to avoid injury. So you got to listen you. to your
0: body. Yeah.
1: Well, that's a whole big part of it is that, you know, Pilates is about building awareness. So all these things that cross over with tracking, the crossover with martial arts about awareness and the chi and the centeredness and uh, fluidity uh, and about the, the neuromuscular patterning, which you, you didn't, I've taught yoga instructors, top level yoga instructors. Yoga is great. I love it. But Pilates, if you want a system that's going to be able to take you from where you're at now and, and keep you moving for the rest of your life. And doing it safely, and something you can teach to people that you love, which I encourage every one of my clients to do. Pilates is the game for it, and you, you have to be focused. It is like walking that tightrope across Niagara Falls in, in 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 Pilates as a system. You're it's meditation, right? So you're in present. You're you're flowing from one movement to the next to the next, and you're where you're at. You're not off thinking about uh, the the text or the the LinkedIn. Uh, chat and who's texted you, and this or that, you're there for that hour and you're present. Now, I found that that's very similar to being outdoors. And the reason I love the outdoors is because it's about, for me, it's about appreciation, it's about being present. Everything else stops. All that other stuff flowing through, all that stuff that the world wants, all the things that say, okay, well, Michael Gale. Uh, You're just not good enough. You didn't do well today. I wanted you to get X done and you only got three out of four things done. No, that stops. And I think everyone needs time, especially people that have served our country that have been in combat. They Mm -hmm. need time to just quiet down. I think that's why many uh, uh, service people, I'm not speaking for all of them, they they slow down with alcohol consumption or other types of things that, that slow that fast paced, uh environment that they've trained in wartime especially down and yeah. all i'm suggesting not just for people that have served in war but anyone that wants to slow down this fast-paced environment that we're in at some point it, it will take us apart in pieces and there'll be a piece of us over, here, oh, over piece of us here on the ceiling yeah what i'm suggesting is for people to get outdoors to get themselves back to their center back to their best look at themselves and say, hey, man, or hey, lady, uh, you're wonderful. Uh, this, what a beautiful scenery. How blessed am I that I'm, a, I'm around, I'm alive right now. I am so thankful to be in that sort of mindset. That's huge. Mindset, mindset, mindset. We are, I believe, we're control yeah. of that. It's a lot of discipline. It's a lot of hard work, but we're in control of that. And I've been gifted with an ability to appreciate those things. So it's like, well, why wouldn't I help encourage people to get outside and to help them to be the best versions of themselves by falling in love with some sort of the outdoors? They don't have to love uh, uh, the, the certain flowers that I love. They don't have to love the water if they don't love water, but they might like other things about it. And then, because of that focus in on the abundance of things, that their life, then the trajectory of their life changes. I'm just I'm suggesting or, 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 or can, encouraging people to be open to that the possibilities that with a focus of one's mindset that on, on something that's going to be that they can they can improve.
0: Yeah, time and time I agree. And it's
1: it's a practice, right?
0: Yeah, I think that that's what I was talking about today. I think most people, most of us are, you know, we want this. I'm I'm the worst of the getting all the certifications and getting all the the degrees. But you have to know me, who I am as a person in my own trauma, why I'm like that. But I don't see that like other people. For me, it's all about the mindset. Like in order for me to help others, I have to deep dive on what I'm talking about because it's a disservice to people who are listening to me, who are my students, if I'm not doing my due diligence to actually really not just look at surface knowledge, but digging deep like you, you went in and certify yourself. You went in and did it yourself. You went in and literally go outdoors yourself and said, hey, it is possible. I'm not just talking about it. I've been there, right? So my, my other question is, how does Pilates actually different than yoga and how does that help with anxiety? Because a lot of people have anxiety right now. We're just trying, we're not going to eliminate anxiety. It's part of our life, but how do you reduce anxiety through the use of uh, Pilates and what's the difference between Pilates and yoga?
1: Yeah. So the big, big difference I mentioned that the, the big difference is what I, what I see in yoga and, and I love yoga. I do. There's different, all different types of yoga. Uh, but all in all, I love yoga. First off, the Pilates isn't going to have the, there's not going to be a corpse pose at the end uh, where we're focused in on X. There's there's no kind of any religious component uh, to it whatsoever, um, Hindu component to it. Pilates is just, it's breath-centered like yoga. Uh, the big difference is, is that we're focused in on Learning through proprioception. So by feel. So an instance would be if you were doing mat Pilates. So there's 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 mat, like yoga, there's mat, and there's also equipment. That's another difference. So Pilates has mat, you're on the mat, and then there's equipment. And the reformer is the most popular piece of equipment, but there's also the Cadillac, there's the chair, there's the, the barrel. Um And the equipment, what the equipment does, the purpose of it is to help people to be able to feel what they need to feel faster. So Hmm. when I was in first grade or kindergarten, I was learning A, capital A. So I'd have on yellow piece of paper, it was like A. And then across the dotted lines, it was the, you know, that. And then I practiced A 20 times or 30 times and I did small A. So I could do it. And we all can do it now without even thinking about it with our eyes closed. We can do A. We can do big A, small A, B, C. Well, the the point is, is that it's the same thing with these neuromuscular patterns. You're finding, you're learning these patterns with your shoulders, with your hips, how to twist, how to side bend and then rotate. And you're doing all that by feel. So if you're in a hypermobility, there's a lot of people that I work with that their elbows bend backwards, their knees bend backwards, and they're not aware of it. They've done yoga before. Again, yoga is great, but they're not aware of it. So what happens is they put all that pressure in their elbow, which eventually feeds into their neck. And it, it, it the integrity of that elbow then is vulnerable. The same thing with the hips, with hypermobility, extra mobility in the hips. As an example, uh that person then becomes vulnerable to having a hip replacement.
0: Pilates,
1: it's imperative that you have the mobility or or the flexibility and the stability together. And you only go with the range of motion. This is a rule that you're able to stabilize. So, for example, say I was doing a movement uh, where I was in in tabletop and I'm, I'm straightening the legs And then all of a sudden my ribs pop up. And we know that in Pilates, as a a beginner student, you don't want your ribs to pop because if you lose this connection with that deepest layer of abdominal muscle, then it it ends up filtering into your lower back and your mid back, not where you want it. So at that point, you either stop the exercise or you'd modify it, not bring your legs out and diagonal away from the body. You would probably keep them closer to the body. There's things you could do it to, to make it so it was specific for that, for you at that particular time. So again, you do the exercises. It's, it sounds complex, but you do the exercise or the movements that you can stabilize. That's key. So you don't go beyond where you're at at a particular time. It doesn't mean you couldn't do more next week, but it's not reps in Pilates to do reps. It's reps to, get better and better clean up that movement each and every sub each subsequent rep is about cleaning it up you throw a rock in a, in a, a pond or in a lake and you see those ripple effects there's circles in pilates of course circumduction it's called focus on something smaller and master the movement first it's like mm-hmm. a martial arts you Uh, you'll get a white belt and then you go on and insert martial arts.
0: It's
1: yellow and orange and green or whatever it is. The point is you advance once you demonstrate that you're able to, you have an understanding of this, the the basics, same thing in Pilates. You're not going to advance yourself and go on and do more difficult stuff unless you're able to stabilize that, unless there's strength there. And if you're doing a movement where it's shaky, then mm-hmm. you lost your stability. So everything, again, is based on feel of movement and you learn what is correct versus not correct. Uh, there's there's lots of people that come to me. They have scoliosis. They have uh, osteopenia. Yeah, that's some- me. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah. there's just a lot of spe- special populations. I've worked with people with shoulders injuries and neck injuries and lower back injuries. And, and frankly, that's one of the reasons that encouraged me to get Pilates to begin with as, as a mixed martial artist, you know, someone who did the kickboxing and, and jujitsu, combine those together uh, and then practice with, with other guys, my own size, some smaller, some were bigger. And I said, okay, well, <laughs> you know, I got this, this lower back injury. What do I do? And, you know, I had this as a personal trainer at the time, but Pilates brought a whole nother level of understanding. It was like a graduate level uh, understanding that in my field in kinesiology. Uh, and it's changed the way I, I, I think of, of all movements. So, Pilates really at a master's level will be able to go into yoga and pinpoint all the things that someone's doing in the class, where there's either hypermobility or there's some rotation or there's uh, this lack of stability a good student will be able to pick that off like an instructor right? Mm, um, so right it's it's very therefore it's very specific the specificity it's like a rolex watch why is a rolex watch why is it, it, it it's i so don't cool.
0: even know why
1: it's 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 that tight yeah no they so i i don't
0: even know why i don't like Pilates how how do you actually, someone like me for some reason in my head, I'm like, I don't want to do Pilates. I feel like yoga would so, be so much better. And I feel like it's an integration hybrid. Pilates is more an integration hybrid of different things an amalgamation of different things. Um, so I definitely will want to take your class uh, next month. I'm hoping that I'm not teaching. I teach a lot because um, I'm a full-time professor. So I teach a lot of classes and when you guys have your live and you guys have your classes, I'm like, Oh, I can't do it. Um, but usually I'm an 11 to one I teach classes and PST and then at night I teach classes as well. So I'm hoping I can take your classes maybe on a weekend or something where I want to be introduced to Pilates. I feel like I'm inspired. And I'm sure everyone in here who has never done Pilates are inspired from this conversation. Um, um, and I, I, will, I will definitely check it out. Now we talked about yesterday before we end, uh, we talked about yesterday on your planned and Samantha actually told me, Michael yeah. Gale goes to Antarctica. Cause I need that seven continents. I'm like, Michael, let's go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah when so are, part of it, the- you planning yeah. to go outdoors.
1: To go to the Antarctica again in the next two three years. Yeah, two to three. Yeah. So I'll get an expedition either. If it, it depends on the people that. And I've I've been on another podcast and they said, well, how does it do you get people to do trips like Antarctica? Well, it's it's not that people necessarily come to me off the street, although that that's happened before. It's more or less that I work with people in a uh, Pilates or personal training setting outdoors, and they also love the outdoors, and they say, hey you know, the train you've given me skills training in the outdoors and be able to move in the woods and stuff with Pilates and the train has really transformed my life. I want to do a trip and you know what, I really like you and I want to do it with you. So that's kind of how it um, progresses. Now only the top students end up, uh, end up going on trips with me. Uh, but the idea is uh, it's, it's a sale from a Argentina, and a small boat 60 feet long uh it could be bigger depending on the people on board uh eight people is about what we're going to have unless again (laughs) there's 15 people that want to do it but i'd say uh, 12 at the most because we want it intimate right so we will sail through that beagle channel we'll stop in uh uh puerto williams uh in uh, chile and we'll Uh, put our passports in they'll stamp the passports and then we'll go into the open water the drake passage so that's once you get in open water you pick a good weather window i'm not the skipper of course i pick the skipper get everything set up all the travel arrangements i'll figure those out uh but it's a two and a half to three day sail to the antarctic peninsula and we'll make stops on land Uh, So you're not we're not crossing Antarctica. We're not (laughs) doing we're not doing any of that. We basically sail. We'll stop. We'll check out some key spots. You know, Argentina has a certain area of the uh, um, Antarctic Peninsula. There's different countries that have different areas and we'll stop at those different areas on uh, as part of the experience. We'll be close up with uh, penguin colonies. We'll probably see up close. Uh, we'll see all different types of whales. I can't guarantee you're going to see big ones. Uh, there, there may be some big ones. There's there's porpoises. There's all different types of uh, wildlife. There's all different types of uh, seabirds, uh, in addition to penguins. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 like traveling in Antarctica and sailing out in Ar- Antarctica is like time travel. I don't know if oh. you watch as a kid. I watched a show called Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, where he's like-
0: yes, I love that. Yeah.
1: All of a sudden he's like, he's over and he's like 1940s and he's in a whatever, 30s and he's like, okay, what do I do? Uh, It feels like you're, you're traveling to a different planet at a different time. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced before. And I think part of the draw with the outdoors and the reason why I encourage people to get outside is not just from the appreciation aspect, but I found that adventure. Of learning about different cultures really adds to you it's an education Mm -hmm. and it 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 becomes part of you of who you are so antarctica is is forever who you are svalbard norway with face-to-face with polar bears from a a sailboat mind you uh is part of who you are those those surreal experiences that you only get through adventure an adventure where you you're, you're calculating risk you're not putting yourself uh in a situation to where you're gonna get your leg taken off by a polar bear or get eaten Uh, You carry a rifle, you do all the things, you're smart, um, and you respect it, but it's about those experiences that forever change who you are, and I think people need those sort of experiences right now more than ever, and that's why I'm a cheerleader for it, because I've done it, I know what's possible, and frankly, the fitness aspect of it is it, it, it sets you up. It's the runway. So when you go on these these expeditions, that you're ready physically, mentally, and emotionally. You don't want to get on an yeah. expedition, and then you, you're on a sailboat, and there's a polar bear. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I start and you start crying. You just want to <laughs> – I mean, you, cry, you can cry from, like, a tears of joy, but you don't want to, like, cry like <sighs> too much and not panic. enjoy
0: it. Yeah. You yeah. have
1: a panic attack. You want to be able to compose yourself and really soak it in. And that becomes part of your cue. That becomes who you are for the rest of your life. And I think that is a huge value proposition for anyone out there that says, hey, I'm I'm in. I want change. I'm tired of the day-to-day stuff. I need to mix it up. I want to have a, a life and a body that's fit, that can do anything for life. I'm not on board with the whole mentality that as I get older, I get uh, smaller and weaker and there's more aches and pains. Yeah, there may be a a couple aches and pains, but you can remedy those by staying active. And it doesn't have to be a workout, Um, be any movement, get outside, go for a walk, hang out with your kids, play ball, whatever it is that excites you.
0: Question though, yeah. How much would this cost us? Because now you're bringing in these people over here and now Sia's like, I'm in. And Mike's like, Sia, it's not a boat. Yeah. Like, it's not a cruise. It's an adventure. Yeah. They're all arguing over here. But I want yeah. but I yeah. want to know, like, how much will this cost us? we going to need the budget. We're going to need the physical fitness, like, now. No,
1: no if, if seriously, if you wanted to do Antarctica, I, I, could, I could pretty easily put that together. Because I just know the players. Uh, that, that sale, that sale there. And uh, the budget I'd have to get back to you on, uh, but I can tell you it's a three week, two and a half to three week deal. And it will change your life in 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 an amazing way forever. So uh, if you went on a three week vacation, how much would that cost? I mean, the big thing is going to be flights to Argentina, Mm. uh, Buenos Aires. So you go Buenos Aires to uh Tierra del Fuego, Ushuaia and Ushuaia is just a beautiful uh city. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Condors and um, <laughs> it's crazy awesome. when we're so the shopping shopping in these
0: countries that? when we're stopping in each of these countries, we can't go shopping then? <laughs> that uh, would you be. Can, my you can
1: you can go Buenos Aires is a great city to to shop and and uh Oshuaia, frankly is a is a great city. It's shopping friendly. There's lots of museums and uh, but how am I going to carry all
0: these things that I'm bringing into the adventure? I mean, there's a I'm certain kidding. limit.
1: I mean, the, the sailboat is going to give you a heads up. This is not a you know carnival cruise where you you get on yeah. or you know and there's plenty of room and you got a swim pool. Uh, you got a small little rack. I mean, it was barely enough. I don't think I can even straighten my legs at six foot three, two hundred fifty pounds. I wasn't even able to straighten my legs. So uh, there's oh, a certain wow. a, there's like a little bunk bed sort of thing built into the ship, and you got little uh, um, mesh. On there so if you the, the, the ship tips to one side you, you don't roll out of your bunk being that you're on the top or the bottom uh so you are kind of uh <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> thing you're in constant movement you're constant movement this stuff's cool uh, uh but you get used to it so I, I i i mean it's it's all worth the experience i'd say take the take the seasickness pills the drowning mean uh do it even if you sail before the drake passage is a whole different beast and again we're not going out there in the Drake Passage to get people seasick, because that, that that ruins the whole experience. We're picking a good weather window where we can cross the Drake again. That's an open body of water from the southern tip of Argentina to the Antarctic Peninsula. Uh, that is as calm as possible. That said, even on the Drake Passage, it's, you're still you're still doing this. So you want to get above yeah. that, take those pills, and then drink lots of water uh, while you're. Because they they dehydrate the heck out of you, so I can't answer your question as far as the exact amount. But if you guys are serious about it, I'm serious about. I'm going again, and I'm taking people with me. Whether it's one person, two, three, four, and then the skipper will fill up the rest of the ship for me. And then we're gonna go. We're gonna make it happen. But I'll tell you, it's it's a freaking mate. The penguins are so they're the most entertaining animals. They're so darn cute. I mean, the one thing at the (laughs) zoo, you see them in the zoo. They're kind of muted. Compared yeah. to what they are in the wild, I mean, they do line up and then they jump in the water. And they're just oh like, my god! They're, I on so cool. they're wow. amazing. It's like being thankful it, it, to a whole different level. I mean, when I say be get outdoors and you're thankful and you're appreciative and the mental health component of that, these trips are, are like a mental health boost and a half. As far um, as your, it, it's mental- amazing.
0: Samantha, schedule um, on Michael Gale's Pilates class. He doesn't have a date yet. It's going to be next month. Um, yeah, we're actually over show. our hour, so we're going to end it here. We have so much to talk about, and it's such a good adventure. And I'm the, the takeaway today is make sure that you guys go outside, whatever that you're doing. Okay, That's a yeah. takeaway. And do some researching and try out a class, try out a Pilates. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try out a Pilates class. I'm going to look for one and I'm going to try it because I love yoga. I'm on level one and level two. I cannot do level three. Let me tell you. Okay. Um, It took me like six months just to do the tree post without shaking. So no, (laughs) Um, but I love yoga. I love in I love You know, being out there and the pandemic did a number on our family. And so we're trying to get out there. But this is so interesting. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, everybody, over here and having a sideline conversation. For those of you who are live, go ahead and hit live. And for those of your team replay, pound team replay. Thank you so much for your time today, Michael. I appreciate you. you. Bye, everybody. Take care. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This is Dr. Leland, your host. As your host, I'm filled with immense gratitude and joy as we move up to 73 nations and countries listening to us. Please subscribe. Go ahead and provide feedback at Lua Level Up by DocLeland.com. And thank you again for your unwavering support, kind words, and dedicated listenership have truly touched my heart and inspired me to continue creating content that resonates with you. When I embark on this podcasting journey, I never could have imagined the incredible community that would be formed around it. Each episode is crafted with passion aiming to entertain, educate, and uplift. And your presence as listeners breathes life into every word spoken and story shared. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your day. Your commute, your workout, or your quiet moments of reflection. Thank you for lending me your ears and your time. Your engagement, feedback, and reviews have been invaluable in shaping the directions of this podcast. And I'm excited to keep evolving and growing with you. I also wanted to announce that I have a global summit on October 12, 13, and 14. And I am looking for speakers. Please go to Level Up with DOC, levelupwithdoc.com for more information and click Global Summit. Have a fantastic day, night, or afternoon. Signing off, this is Dr. Leland.